Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. My name's Tara and this is another Life's Hack episode. I will go through my favourite tools, tactics, strategies for helping you. And so what to expect to learn today is how to start mind-body connection, how to start feeling safe in your body, the best way you can actually listen to your body that I've found, and why this can help with trauma and much, much more. I have really enjoyed covering some of these topics on my socials this week and it's so good to be back podcasting in a space where I started feeling confident enough to talk about these issues and where it all began. The only way that you can ensure that you'll never miss the content that I put out there is by hitting the follow button on all of my platforms. It's the same handle throughout which is made of she. Thank you so much in advance, lots of love. Made of She Academy is back with yet more inspiring content to help you women listening on your respective journeys of self-healing and self-development. If you're serious about improving your life, soul and mind, then don't just tune into this podcast, enroll onto one of my online courses or workshops, or read more about the women's events and retreats I host and co-host around the world. What else is happening is that MOS Travel is also expanding. This is my bespoke independent travel concierge that all listeners are welcome to make full use of. If you're planning on going away and that's a service you think you might need, then head on over to mostravel.co and book in your free consultation now. We work with all destinations and budgets in mind. Are you ready to get into this podcast episode? Let's begin. Right, so first of all, I'm back first recording of 2023 baby and it's also the last day of January but we'll forget that little piece entirely. Before we start let's just take a moment and acknowledge the resiliency it took to get us through the past year. I know for many of us including myself we've experienced difficulties and challenges as well as triumphs and celebration but all of us by getting through the last year have shown resilience and in attempt, I guess, to focus this new year on reviewing, reflecting, getting others to recognise their resiliency, I'm kicking off the year with this segment on body connection because I think it's so, so important and it's also a lot of the work that I'm doing right now anyway. So I particularly want to talk about and show you how to move through times when something in your body just doesn't feel right, you know? When the experience is that of emotional instability, disharmony, lack of control, anger, whatever it may be. Some of the things I'm going to be talking about, we'll put it this way, there are going to be various trauma-informed techniques that I want to share today to help you navigate your way through these difficult situations that we all face, whether it be a stress reduction technique like deep breathing or meditation, whether it be me inviting you to engage in light exercise, like my Wednesday morning online yoga classes, please come, message me if you want to join, Um, or all jokes aside, whether I'm telling you to take up walking. These are all ways in which you can help alchemize the emotions, the pain, the stagnant energy that's in your body and connect to your body importantly. For 2023, I have a new brand, Omtara Yoga, where I'm going to be offering you a slow and steady sunrise practice carved out to help you regain balance in yourself, reach for deeper clarity 
and improve productivity for transitioning into your day every Wednesday, 7.15am. Come and join me. So where to start? I guess we'll start by defining mind-body connection, which is the link between our thoughts, behaviours, attitudes and our physical health as well. Where emotions really affect the body, it's also true that they can influence our overall health and our longevity as well. And so understanding how the body responds the way it does and uh, responding to the way that you think or feel or act, whether that be when you're stressed, when you're upset, that's how you create connection. It's how you understand how your body will physically react to a situation. Actually, a good example, a really good example of this connection, this intrinsic connection to our body and to our mind, I'll tell you what happened to me when my dad died. There are two things. I'll tell you what happened when he first got ill and we were told as a family that he had 12 hours to live. And I'll tell you about what happened when he eventually died a few years later. So when he first got ill, when my dad got ill, we were bracing for the worst. We had to prepare for him to die in 12 hours. That's what they originally told us. And that whole event was so stressful and it really had my body on high alert, as you can imagine. I was eight at the time, I think, but I was just going on nine. And on my ninth birthday, I kid you not, to the day, on my actual birthday, I started my period. Now, on a body level, the high level of stress and the trauma really affected my brain. And in turn, what happened was it also affected my hormone levels, which meant that I came on my period out of the blue, completely unexpected and really early. Most people don't even believe that I started it that early. But I know that it's possible because the exact same thing happened to my mum at a similar age, not the same, but when her dad died as well, my granddad. Now, some people might think that's just biology. It's not. We both endured severe trauma and maybe it's some weird ancestral karma or karmic debt too. But yeah, anyway, you get the point that when I endured something traumatic and when I was in mental anguish, it manifested on that physical level with my body. There was something health-wise that showed up. Now, the other example I mentioned was when my dad eventually passed away. I'm sure that for most of you listening, I don't really need to go into the depths of how dealing with grief can be so physical. I'm sure some of you have had some level of experience of this. Grief can be so physical. And when you lose someone, especially a parent, your heart physically aches. Your stomach is in knots, it's so clenched, it's so tight, you feel sick. Now, when my dad died, not only did I have all of these physical experiences, I also lost a tooth, which again sounds quite unbelievable, but, well, it was half of a tooth, it wasn't my full tooth at the time, but I was in school, I was chewing on a mint, a mint. (laughs) I had no cavities, you know, there was nothing wrong, no problems prior And I was just chomping away, pop, out it fell, out of nowhere. And so bringing me on to my second point, everyone talks about listening to the body, picking up on these very physical cues that show 
either un underlying issues, unresolved trauma, emotion that's not been dealt with. And yeah, it sounds like great advice on the surface, but there's so much more to it that I want to dig into. And I'm pretty sure at this point you may be asking, how do I actually do it? How do I actually listen to my body? Well, I'm going to tell you in this next segment. Ladies, at this point, I'm sure we all know that if we want to feel good in our bodies, we need to listen to them. But it can be hard. Why is it so hard? Modern life, hyper-stimulation, toxic programming, being rewarded for living in our heads, in our minds, instead of in our bodies. They're just a few reasons, and that's just surface level. So in this next segment, I just want to acknowledge why it's not easy. And I just want everyone listening to just take a deep breath. Know that you're not alone in this journey. And listening is a practice in itself. You know, it's something that we all mess up on. We all do it badly, but we can all learn from. Being honest, something that I've learned in my journey is that the goal isn't to master listening to the body. It's important to start to learn how to do that but it's to keep coming back to the desire to hear your body first and foremost and to honor your body and to pick up the messages right it's not that you have to hear everything with clarity it's that you start to notice the different patterns and signals that are coming from the body to you and so relating this to trauma, because this is the kind of work that I really want to do, and this is how I came into connection with my body. If you're somebody that's been disassociating for years, decades with the body, if you're somebody that has all these different voices in your head that compete with one another, that tell you what you should be doing, how you should look, if you feel like you're unable, just completely unable to listen to your body, and cut through all the noise that's going on internally, but you are willing to learn and to understand what it is that I'm saying and what it is that your body's saying, there are so many practices out there and prompts that I can give you in this podcast that might be able to help you out. In terms of the areas in your body that are going through something, that are physically showing you something, the best way to identify these is by scanning your body whilst moving each joint, for example, and noticing how the areas feel. And when you're doing that, asking your body if it, we, if it will be willing to tell you what it needs. So, for example, I am tight in my hips quite often. I find that because of the tightness in my hips, my hip flexors, my calves go really, my hamstrings and my calves also go really tight, which sometimes when I walk or if I exercise, it can really hurt. I've ignored that for so long that now my knee becomes a problem as well. So there are times when I'm cycling and my knee just locks or it pops. Now, being able to link that back, understanding that it's all to do with my hips and how tight they are, there are two different things that I can take from that. A, there's the idea and notion that I've got so much emotion, unresolved emotional trauma that hasn't been moved and alchemized or released from my body. It's laid dormant in my body. Understanding that and understanding that these physical ailments come back to the hips means that I can do stretches and do exercises that can open the hips and work to open the hips to alleviate all of these problems and to address these issues. Again, if you tune into the heart area, 
into the belly, into the throat. You'll be able to notice what your emotional weather is like. You'll be able to realise that your body sometimes doesn't or won't speak in words, but it whispers. There are gentle nudges of sensation. You know that knot in your stomach when you're feeling dread, when you're feeling stressed? Does that come down to a past trauma that you've not yet worked through? Does that come down to feelings of fear based on self-worth, based on external validation? There are so many layers to this work. Like I said, you know, noticing sensations and tension, restlessness. They're all signals for you to be able to move in different ways, to be softer, to be slower, to be more vigorous and dynamic and bouncy. Whatever the energy is that you're picking up, that is the subtle signal from your body, the message that it's trying to convey in what it needs to thrive, to flourish. And once you start to pick up on these cues, you can also start to experiment with different kinds of movement and ranges and activities, different tempos, different styles, yoga, running, meditation, breath work to help regulate. Another good point, something that I've learned recently, I mean, the feet tell a lot. It gives you, the health of your foot gives you a lot of information and indication about where you're at in your life, emotionally, physically, spiritually. So if you can slow down, maybe see a reflexologist. I need to see mine again. Um, I see a lady in Richmond. I need to start seeing her again. But if you slow down and feel the pressure underneath your soles, underneath the soles of your feet, you're going to be able to check in and see what feels good for you, what doesn't feel good for you. And these are things that I wish I knew about my body sooner, to be honest. You know, I'm just turning a little bit of my pain into medicine for you guys listening. Maybe you'll benefit, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll suffer a little bit less having known this information. Maybe you're just curious about what different approaches you can adopt and what that all looks like. But this is insight if you have questions on how to connect back to the body. My 2023 goal is to get serious about this connection and to really tune in because for years and years and years, my body was something that I couldn't connect to. I disassociated, like possibly some of you here might do. But it was something that I seen as shameful because it had changed. It's something that I felt I needed to shape and tame and master and control. And really, in reality, it's almost like my body didn't get a say in that. It was my mind controlling because I was living in my mind and it was my mind that was telling my body what to do, which isn't intuitive. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. It's, it's not how you heal. And honestly, starting over with this new year, I've learned to really tune into my body and let my body lead more. I've learned that I'd rather work with my body instead of controlling my body and, and having it work for me almost like a, a partnership. As I mentioned before, the modern world is problematic for us because we're indoctrinated into this kind of mindset and ideology of doing things to our body, making our body endure lots of stuff because we're living in the mind and, and we are controlling our body. 
And it's really no one's fault that we live like this. You know, it's not like we've just decided to opt in. But it's how we've been brought up. It's how we've been programmed. But what that also means, the beauty in that is that it's changeable. And so the first step is awareness. The first step is tuning in. The first step is picking up on these subtle cues and signals, understanding what they are as a broad term and how they can kind of manifest, and then applying that to yourself in your own lived experience and making the inquiry with your own body because you know your body best, you really do. And so some solid advice from somebody who's doing the embodiment work is to tune in, pay attention to the things that are so classic that are showing up. You know, if you're controlling your body and you're doing things to your body, then you're the type of person that will be working out no matter how you feel. I must go, I'm robotic. You're measuring your weight, you're obsessing, you're feeling bad if you're missing the gym. Whereas when you're working with your body, in partnership with your body, you're going off the feeling in the moment. You're checking in and you're weighing up whether you even feel like you want to work out today. Maybe you want to rest and that's fine. You're not obsessing over the amount of reps or sets that you do in the gym. You're not obsessing over the numbers on the scales. What you do do is intentional. There's quality. You understand and you forgive yourself for missing days. You're human. But yeah, Really, your body gets to lead the practice. Your body gets to tell you what's needed and you respond to that. You begin to accept the changes of your body with time, with age. You begin to celebrate yourself. Great for your self-esteem, but great for healing, great for trauma healing. It's this idea of sovereignty, authority, agency. It's healing, it's connection and... Coming back to the emotion side of thing, emotions are meant to be fully felt when they're experienced. They should be allowed to move through the body. And somebody made a, a really good analogy, I, I can't remember who it was, on Instagram, whereby saying that emotions are like the weather. They don't mean anything, they're not good, they're not bad, they're simply meant to move and pass through. And we wouldn't cling on to a rainy day. We wouldn't be unforgiving about a rainy day. We'd let it move through and it goes and then the sun comes. You know, we move through the seasons with ease. We may complain, of course, on a day to day. You know, sometimes in the UK, it's unrelenting. And yeah, I crave sunshine. I go on about the sun a lot, but, you know, I don't hold on to the weather. It just does its thing. It comes in goes it's not good it's not bad and so on that emotional level your feelings your emotions should be allowed to come in and through the body with ease and it's only when that process is interrupted it's only when you've experienced anger rage sadness grief whatever it is and it interrupts that system and you don't let it flow out, that it really starts to take on a different shape and form. And it really becomes stuck and plugged in. And that problem is when we don't know how to process or we don't feel safe to process. So understanding emotion isn't just the start of this journey. It's letting them be felt, letting them be moved, but supporting that journey as well. And certain movement practices do help with that. And I'm going to, before I go on to the next subject, I'm going to 
talk about emotions being stuck in the body a little bit more and I'm going to give you some examples of where and how emotions are stuck, the signs rather that you do have emotions residing in the body. So I'm going to relate this to me because I have a lot of these and um, I've suffered a lot of these for a long time and, and it's a long process to unblocking because it's been so congested. If you're somebody that carries lots of tension and weight on the shoulders, if you feel like your neck and jaws tense, likelihood is you're carrying and storing some emotion. Same with energy levels. If you're constantly tired and feeling drained, check storing, carrying emotion. Chronic pain in the back, stiff shoulders, stiff hips, pain in the hips, emotion. Signs of unresolved trauma, unresolved emotion, stored emotion, importantly. And also, it doesn't automatically mean that these symptoms are exclusively only stuck emotion. There may be other issues at play. There may be genuine health issues at play. And I'm not suggesting for a minute that this is all body, somatic, energetic, um, spiritual level base issues. But I'm just relating this to my experience of having real unaddressed issues and experiences and how that has caused my body to change and cause physical issues, ailments, problems within my body and the work that I've been doing to improve that connection to body but also the way I feel in my body and so really this is why I went on my yoga teacher training journey and why I now offer a communal space to almost ritualistically come together and process and shed emotions through through yoga and this is why I'm inviting all listeners to join me on my up and coming classes that are going to happen weekly because it will allow you to not only build up chi, build energy, but it will allow you to release. It will allow you to remember the connection to your body. It will guide you through specific movements and sequences and, and patterns to help you ground and come back to who you really are. Hopefully it will help you walk away feeling lighter and more you. But I do believe moving and connecting to the body is one of the best investments that you can make on your trauma healing journey, hands down. Stop what you're doing. I have two really special opportunities I want to tell you about. This is your invitation to lean into a new level of self-care and make use of my fantastic new ambassador partnerships with Yoga United and Yoni Pleasure Palace. Either follow the referral link that I'll be posting in my episodes and you'll receive a percentage off or you can head to each of their websites directly and enter the coupon code made of she. These two amazing brands offer you ethically and naturally made products, everything from yoga mats and bolsters to natural crystal yoni eggs for strengthening your pelvic floor or pleasure ones to awaken your sensuality. Shop now for the latest products. Thank me later, girls. And so for the last segment of this podcast episode, 
We've explored what body-mind connection is with some examples, and I've given you ways to start tuning in and listening to your body. And so what about how to start feeling safe in the body if you've been impacted by trauma? If I ask you how long it's been since you felt safe in your body, would you have an answer? Oftentimes, the journey to feeling safe in your skin and your body isn't always a straightforward one, especially when you're used to the kind of psychological reaction to trauma, such as fight or flight, where you've been behaving in a way that is in response to, let's say, a perceived threat or an attack or, you know, if we were wild animals still in the wild, an imminent death. Now, we know it's not always rational or logical, but these are response patterns and behaviours that are ingrained in us since millennia. It's a response system that has kept us alive, but in the modern world, in the everyday, there are scenarios that trigger this response pattern where it needn't be triggered, where it's irrational. Now also, I just want to preface all of this by saying I am not professing to know it all or to be a professional necessarily. Given that you've listened to this so far and that you've come to me to listen to this episode, I just want to congratulate you personally because it shows nonetheless that whatever it is that you've been through or are going through, whatever it is in the way that you attach and the way that you've survived thus far, you're finally making the decision, the conscious choice to put your health first and make it a priority. And what you've shown me is that you're willing to do what it takes to regulate your nervous system and ultimately to have a more healthy, secure response system. That is amazing. That is growth. And that is a really, really big thing. And you should congratulate yourself as well. The most important reason why we need to consider our nervous system on our journeys is so we can understand what it is that we need to feel safe. And that feeling of safety, being safe, is how we can start living in the body and not in the mind. It's super important for our healing journey, guys. For example... Maybe you're somebody who needs knowledge or a sense of purpose for you to de-armor, for you to come down and release and operate from a place of safety and ease. Maybe it's your environment. Maybe environmental factors are a big thing for you. Maybe there's a place that is significant to you and you need to enter that space for you to de-armor. Or maybe you need to leave a certain environment in order to do that. Maybe something like coaching or community or friends is the way that you get to regulate. Speaking to your peers, relying on your peers for focus, for help with mindset, maybe that's your thing. But whatever it is, your healing is about that conversation with yourself and your body. And really the major key to help you regulate your nervous system will be in taking small steps each day. Whether it be, you know, approaching this through therapy and talking, yoga, whether it be through the body, like I said, with yoga or on that somatic level. I'm mentioning all of this because I really want to invite you to try something. It's a sensory exercise that involves awareness of our body and heat that's generated by rubbing our hands together and what that does. So simply rubbing the palms of the hands together, placing them over the eyes when you're stressed, when you're angry, when you're sad, when you're overwhelmed, hands down is one of the most powerful tools for restoring balance. And when I say balance, I mean restoring balance between the rational brain and the emotional brain system. 
and it really helps you connect to you. So do that now. I want you to take a comfortable seat, sit cross-legged if you wish, and I just want you to start closing down the eyes. And from that space, I want you to take the palms of your hands together to touch and just start rubbing them together to create heat, to generate warmth. And once you've generated enough heat, I want you to place your warm hands, the palms of your hands over your eyes, keeping the eyes closed here. And just breathe it out. Relax. And if you feel safe to do so, I invite you to repeat some affirmations with me. You can do that aloud, you can do it in your head. But together we're going to go through these statements to really offer yourself safety and space and acceptance and love. I allow myself to be at ease. I allow myself to be at ease. I gently release that which makes me feel unsafe. I gently release that which makes me feel unsafe. In this moment, I am comfortable and calm. In this moment, I am comfortable and calm. I surrender and I feel safe. I breathe and I feel safe. Finally, I feel my heartbeat and I feel safe. I feel my heartbeat and I feel safe. I welcome you to take your left hand towards your heart and physically feel that beat as you connect and you soften and you feel safe. Now lowering your hands down and slowly start to open your eyes. Hmm. Are you feeling more relaxed and at ease? Good. <laughs> Guys, I really want to emphasise doing tiny little action steps like this daily. There is no reason why in a more heightened state of angst, you can't drop in and do stuff like this. 
But if you find that you're unable to do these kind of activities on any given day in particular, that's really okay because at least it gives you a glimpse into A, what's happening in your life and B, what's happening in your body for you to not be able to drop in that day. And in turn, this is really how you begin to coach and heal yourself by observing each subtle message and signal that's coming from the body. And I would absolutely love for you to join me on one of my yoga and meditation classes because I explore breath, I explore pranayama, I explore movement as well as mindfulness. And these are really, really great ways to start feeling safe in the body and to start doing the trauma healing work that is needed. I've put the details into this podcast episode. Please DM me if you're interested. I can't wait to see you there. To all the sovereign sexual women listening to this episode today, you understand that your own love is the ingredient to your own healing. I've taken the opportunity to liberate myself by indulging in some treats this week at the Yoni Pleasure Palace. I got myself a jade crystal pleasure wand, which is handcrafted to maximise my orgasmic pleasure. And I got a red carnelian yoni egg known to help women connect to the womb space and to heal from emotional or sexual woundings and trauma. Know that to connect to your pleasure is to connect to your purpose. It is time for you to feel sovereign and to be free too. Lots of love.